Good evening, I'm Chris Hansen, and this week on To Catch a Predator. <laughs> <laughs> where, where did he touch you? Your silence is deafening. Michael, paper Tuesdays. How about it? I love it back. <laughs> the sense of power that's coming this mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so welcome to Paper Tuesday, episode 63, 4. 60 something. Um, Michael, who's our guest today? It's Shane Happen. It's your brother. Oh, wow. I don't recognize him. From behind the camera. Yeah. Shane, how was the commute? Oh, it's great. I'll just, I'll just have a long check up the stairs. It's a steep stairs. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, yeah. I uh, suffered an injury, Michael, just before you get started. Yes, your first aid officer, Shane, just. Yeah. That, that's a grim enough, isn't it? I suggest yeah. we move the couch forward and uh, fatality happened then. Yeah. I do make a meal of most things like small injuries, but this actually uh, looks worse than it's it is. It's bloody. Actually, yeah. It's gruesome, yeah. 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 It's another think? reason to check out our YouTube page anyway. Yeah, check out the Patreon <laughs> for the video of that. You wouldn't think your part-time job is moving furniture, really. No. <laughs> yeah. It was very poor. I got my hands and knees and barreled the couch and <laughs> slid it across the ground. Okay. Yeah. When you do a lot of different moves with the furniture, today you were cutting something, Mark. What is that? Oh, yeah, I was cutting up uh, a cardboard with a saw. Right. Because I... We is it just have. like yeah, man things to do when you're doing <laughs> furniture and you just have to do yeah, it? There's no real purpose to it. Mm. I just stand outside and do man things so people don't. <sighs> yeah. Very good. Appealing. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, wall art is a sort of a fetish of yours at the moment. Can you tell us a bit about it? Oh, as in this, like? Well, oh no, oh, no, no. the fuck wall. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But there were other. You you spotted a rake of other um, expletives on a wall. Actually, oh, no, sorry, that was James Morden. James Morden. I was our intern. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out James Morden. Sure, thank you. Shout out PT Newsroom. Uh, ball bags. Ball bags. <laughs> uh, <laughs> boobs, LOL. Shout out boobs. Shout out boobs. Poo. Poo. And, uh, oh, a bumcock. Bumcock. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know why. Um, yeah, what, what do you think is the motive of this uh, wall art? It's a bit of fun, I suppose, isn't it? Just start right, it's an anti-social act, but it definitely yeah. is. Yeah. It's a step up from what, like, lads be uh, scribbling in pen on the walls of the toilets, like, and yeah. you saw some weird things in them GCS. Probably a step down, yeah. like, I see more yeah. creative things in GCS. Yeah. I love it, I love it. We have a very old one here in Gory. the yeah. football. And you stand by it. Yeah. I stand by it, I stand <laughs> yeah. for it. For Yeah, yeah I stand for it. <laughs> yeah. And I used to love, speaking of the toilets, I used to love the phone numbers. I thought they gave it an added dimension of creativity, you know. Were you going to ring or were you not going to ring, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever ring? No, no. no. I've been rang. I think I've been getting rang. I got rung. I'm using all the wrong things here, but I got rang by uh, some two Dublin numbers this week asking what I wanted. They said they missed calls for me, but they didn't. Oh. And loads of lads looking for a PPS number as well. Yeah. Hmm. There's no way they're getting it. No. <laughs> me and Shane know someone who did yeah. the PPS number away. But what what would happen if you gave it away? I don't think. I heard that you can apparently apply for social welfare with it and like stuff like that. So they could use your PPS to like verify your identity and then claim something to their bank account. So Right. But uh, the person in question that gave it away is not too worried. So, right. <laughs> yeah. None too bothered. No. Yeah, no. He barely qualified for a PPS number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was smart enough to find something to, to make it with a PPS number, I'd say he deserves it. Yeah. So, Shane is our, uh, our uh, camera guy, backroom star. Yeah. 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 I'm impressed really with, uh, I'm just from, since Shane's been involved, his work ethic. Um, mm. Yeah. It is astounding how. Uh, you know, disciplined you are when it comes to all this stuff. Living life, G six five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, um, I wouldn't get a kick out of what you do. Yeah, no, it's just like, like, it's only the last few months that I kind of bought myself a camera, bought myself a drone, kind of like just kind of expanding on things like that. I wouldn't have kind of went for before, like. Like you can learn so much from like sort of YouTube and everything. Like that's how like I learned how to use camera, learn how to use a drone, everything like that. So like it's really learning for free. But then like sure you see what comes out of it. Like like a lot of like the content you can create from is just like unlimited. So it's all down to your own creativity. Because like yeah, just kind of like being creative and like seeing like a photo or a video. Like it's just kind of like an end result. And would you catch inspiration from lads who have drones and see what they're able to do with them the way there's yeah like there's even there's so many around ireland there, like even like your own ocean cook that was on here before yeah. like i follow him on everything like and his drone stuff is really good and then there's another man 
yeah, he's trying to live in the West Island, like, and Ocean actually went down and met him, like, and that's kind of like what he does, like, he just walks up a mountain, brings his drone, it goes out to like Tiff Small or one of them, like, mm-hmm. all these really, really uh, appealing places, like the attractive place of Ireland, and just gets drawn and just makes a really nice video for our social media and stuff. Just we've yeah. been doing stuff for Love Gory there, and the shout out Love Gory, and the drone footage for that is just sensational. The stuff oh, at yeah. Tower Hill, mm-hmm. I just can't get over it. Yeah, I think it kind of gives an added dimension to it, you know, that like. It's it's a part of the world that you don't see that you you get to step back and look about look at what a whole landscape looks like when you're that bit higher up. Yeah, it definitely is like you're know, like looking at ground level, like you don't really appreciate what is there. Like even like like any sites around Gore, like Balmoney Beach there, like I brought my drone there a couple weeks ago and like just the views you can get, like a flew the drone out over the sea and like you see like from the windy bit of like the laneway onto the beach, like you can see the whole beach there and you can see the tower in the background, like you don't see that beauty like from mm-hmm. Sure, you wouldn't see if you're swimming out that far, you probably wouldn't come yeah. back from it. Yeah, it's really nice. What I think, what I wanted to ask about you is you're both now kind of heading out the entrepreneurship route, following the family uh footstep of you know, fighting the furniture game, going out there, <laughs> getting that warehouse and selling the furniture <laughs> to the masses, yeah, beds galore to Animore, Arco, you name it, we've got your beds. And now you're going off in your own passions, being at uh, marketing and photography and videography and fitness. Mm. And w- what appeals to you about entrepreneurship? Because I can, I suppose. Right. It's the, the barrier is entry. You're so low to do these things now. And the risk is very low as well. Like if it goes tits up, I go work in a furniture shop. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's literally the worst thing that can happen. Yeah, I do a job that I enjoy working with my family. There's so, a lot to be said for that too, there about Tim Ferriss with what if this went wrong, what would happen? Yeah, and you've kind of even tapped on that there, like, well, sure, if it didn't go out, I could just go back to the family business and reevaluate things. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like the ease of access of like information, like learning all them skills, and then like it's the kind of just having the kind of drive to do it. Like that's kind of what I've felt with. Like it's the drive to do it, and like. The kind of positives that could come out of it far away, like if you fail, you fail. Like it's like just not not unless like you're bringing on debt and stuff. Which like like we haven't really had to. Like we've yeah. been fortunate enough, like that. Like the skills we're doing, like we can kind of do without like buying premises and buying all these sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, it definitely comes down to that. Like you have to be kind of brave and bold enough and stupid enough sometimes. Mm. And YOLO. Yeah. And YOLO. And YOLO. You're only going to live once. Well, this is true. Yeah. Yeah. But either people take a piss out of Drake. You know who he's at. Yeah. man. I'm not sure if you saw it, but um, Tim Ferriss' latest newsletter has this thing called We Croak. Right. And it's an app where they give you um, four or five reminders of quotes that basically tell you you're going to die. Yeah. So this is one. There are victories of the soul and spirit. Sometimes even you lose, you win. There was a one the other day that really stood out. To feel happiness, you have to feel the, there has to be sadness. Yeah. And um, it's a very powerful app that, um, you know, I don't know about you, but, you know, if you like Instagram for your motivation content, well, then you don't really need Instagram if this app is just giving you a good old top revoking quote. Kicking a hole. A few days. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. It actually comes from Wu-Tan in one of those where the COVID came from. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> yeah. uh, one of these Buddhist kingdoms where they believe that if you contemplate death five, t- five times a day, it is the key to happiness. Mm. So that's where the premise of the app comes from. But anyway, uh, that's spinning around from YOLO, which is a lot YOLO. more um, catchy. Yeah. Than that. Yeah. One for millennials. <laughs> yeah. But like, um, what do you enjoy? Like, Say you're two small businesses, so it's all people. Yeah. So like you at markets all one to one. Now you're doing a few group classes. Like, what is it about seeing someone's progress on their journey? It's good. It's fun. It doesn't feel like work to me. Mm. So it just feels like these people are my friends. Really, like I know it sounds fucking gay. Or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, it's true. Like you're just talking to someone. You forget it's just fucking a business or whatever. Like I, I just enjoy doing it. I enjoy like the time flies when I do it. I do it for free. I get paid fine. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, yeah. it's what I love doing. And sure, even you remember we were in school, I used to be, we went out to the beach once and I gave you a PT session. I think we were 16 or 17. Oh, I ran yeah. the beach for an hour. <laughs> That's right. Around the pitch. That's right. That? Yeah. 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 So that was a sign. I remember yeah. uh, Miss Skelton in first or second year. 
she was going around the class and like people asking people what they wanted to be or whatever and I didn't know I told her I didn't know and someone said something I made a joke I can't remember what it was like a porn star or something and then she goes no Mark will be an entrepreneur and I still remember that I still remember that I didn't know what an entrepreneur was at the time wow I had to look it up that's mad yeah you, you got a lot of teachers like that that are oh, she, was, yeah, she, was, she was great yeah. one, of, yeah. one of very few like that you'd actually like, really enjoy going to her class and stuff yeah. Yeah. and then with you Shane it's all relationships as well I mean uh, yeah you've got you've got developed a good one with the DNG Pierce shout out DNG Pierce <laughs> property and um, like through that relationship you, you've probably seen how much potential there is to tap into other businesses yeah exactly like you can see like once you kind of go out and do it like like the possibility is kind of endless but like even on that like and like, uh, like come back to the reason like why like we were probably starting our own business and stuff like we are the fucking hardest people to manage like like <laughs> I, like I just remember talking to like our dad about like it's like talk when I was coming up with like a business idea and like going down that route of it I was like I just kind of realised I hate being told what to do like I <laughs> I can't stand it and, like you got that like like I worked in like the hotel and camera trains for years and like just that like making someone else money and you're getting fuck off her and then like you're being sh- like you're being told it all the time and like even at, even if you are trying your best like lads still find like those lads that are stuck in those jobs like they like to give out to you and bill it to you and stuff it just doesn't doesn't well. doesn't bode well like and uh many of people would experience me in America not being managed well especially yeah. on the football pitch <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it is true. I, I, I personally, I don't like like being told, you know, when to wake up and how to act and what I can and can't say. Yeah, you know, it just yeah. didn't mesh well with me. Like even emails and stuff like that. I hate reading emails when people <laughs> talk to me and them using things like kind regards as if a fucking piece of plasterboard. Like <laughs> circle back to that. Yeah, I'll circle back to the base and fucking jump off the roof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, Michael, you drove. Um, uh, Gory Interior Doors van here. To yeah. Can we talk a little bit about your car? <laughs> What's been going on there? Lads tonight. Yeah. So a rat has been in the car and there's just <laughs> there's just, just no end to this, you know. I have to say, fair play to the mechanic. Um, he spotted that, that there's been a little bit of a crevice carved out by this rat on one side. And then as well as that, there's rat droppings going around. And um, anyway, this is after some some days of investigatory work. And... Um, yeah, it's it's not pleasant, but you know, it, I don't know whether it's because I I I've took such a comfortable life, or it's because all this hippy diffy stuff works. But it's just kind of like persistence. It doesn't matter how many times that car stops, I am not going to stop. If I fall down seven times with that car, I have to give go out and give it the little rub. <laughs> and if the little rub doesn't work, and I have to call the tow man, I'll go again, and I'll say I'll I'll pick up the phone from James Tompkins, and he'll tell me. You're in trouble again, Michael, yeah? <laughs> I don't think the mechanic, the recovery truck has had a more frequent customer in recent weeks. And uh, yeah, so it's been quite the quite the experience, but we're getting getting to some point in this journey anyway. Well, it's so strange the way you had to start the car because you'd have to yeah. open the hood yeah. and then you get the fuse box yeah. and you sort of rub it like a magic lamp yeah. and then a few taps, yeah. do a little like, there's, it's rhythm. There is reason. <laughs> and I haven't seen it start yet, so I, yeah. I've seen it not start. Which yeah. Is, but it's 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 very again. Uh, were you taken with my persistence? You know, yeah, like yeah, it was we, just yeah. like yeah. Open the yeah. We'll go again. It we'll will go. work eventually. Yeah. Oh no, it won't. We'll call Mr. Tompkins and we'll go off. And, yeah. yeah, patience of a saint. I well, yeah, it's good when you've the comfort of a family that looks after you in that you can take the interior doors on when you have that because otherwise, like. You forget the freedom that a car gives you. Oh, yeah. You forget that, that motor vehicle. Mm-hmm. When you are on the free road, on the highway, you can go wherever you please. And it's a, it's a luxury that we're blessed with. Yeah. You you must love driving as well. I do, yeah. I love yeah. it. I've always liked driving. Yeah. I've never been a fast driver or anything like that. But like that, would, that was our past time. We were younger. So we were mm. out driving cars and yeah. getting in trouble. Yeah. But, uh, Shane, yeah. are you taking with driving or where do you get your buzzes? Yeah, no, like I wouldn't mind driving, I wouldn't be too fond of the same time. Like only in the last kind of maybe like a couple of years that I, I would kind of like like even like but um yeah, like I wouldn't be a fan of going long distance like when we went to Donegal, like that was a struggle there for about really? four hours, but it's lucky that we had a such a comfortable car to go like if I was driving anything worse like <laughs> would it probably took it out of me, but yeah, like I would be a fast driver now, yeah. I have to yeah. say like I I don't see the point of getting it. If you're going somewhere, why are you going slowly? Like, uh, I've been saying in the last few weeks, 
like you know there's a speed van always there to transport cafe going in and out of glory they should be finding that you're going under 80 for all of that <laughs> fucking time going in or out their speed limit is 100 go to it not go 80 yeah like, yeah oh, yeah doesn't, yeah it's like fucking heading i have a psa actually there's a lot of people <laughs> driving way too fucking slow on the roads okay and what they do is they drive slow mm. and they see you coming up closer to them mm. and then they slow down even further yeah. when you go behind them. Mm. You know who you are. You know who you are. Quite out. <laughs> I'm going to throw a curveball in here. Right. When I've been driving Evan's car, when um, when I when the other car has marked, I have noticed a preponderance of drivers overtaking me work, because right? I have a, an L plate. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so... It's it's gas how it's yeah, yeah I wonder how learner drivers out there reach out to us how how do you feel about this sort of thing uh, yeah. but it's definitely a thing that yeah. if you oh, see yeah. an L plate you you know you just identify as a learner driver yeah. for a minute yeah exactly I changed my identity uh, depending <laughs> on how my car feels <laughs> yeah but there actually is that thing around like even like I you know a story like I think like our brother Michael was telling us before like his uh, wife drives like a small little Fiat like it's a Fiat five hundred Fiat five hundred and it's like a really bright green color like yeah. and it's not a very manly car and Michael used to like drive sometimes up to uh, Dublin like Dublin back and sometimes like he'd be going like hundred twenty like going to speed limit on it more right but then like there was some lad like behind him like in a big BMW or Mercedes like. I am not get staying behind this car. And they, these lads swinging their Mickey around on the main road. Like, oh, going straight down. It's like, oh, this little car is not beating me up. On uh, being a learner driver, did yeah. I ever tell you a story when I passed my driving test? No. And I took my shirt off in your man's office afterwards. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, yeah this was, he was, um, um, uh, I would say, a homosexual man. And, well, clearly he was wearing a scarf when we were doing, <laughs> <laughs> we were doing the test. But no, there were other giveaways. But, uh, he started asking me about, about my tattoos afterwards before right. he passed me, yeah. before he gave me my result. Yeah. And he's like, do you have many more? And I had one on my ribs at this stage, the big cross. And I said, yeah, I have one on my ribs. And he goes, give us a look. And I was like, yeah, give me my result yet. And I was like, right, I'll give him a look. And then I gave him a look and I passed. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just wow. women with the mini skirts and who be cool bearing yeah, for a driving yeah, test. Yeah. 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 I got lucky <laughs> in more ways than one. <laughs> <laughs> I've been Chris Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> That's gas. Like, you don't drive fast, but you do drive dangerously. Thank you. I remember we were in the <laughs> we we Magic. One of the days we went to the Magic Hill, mm. we were driving back, and I was in the ditch, but Michael wasn't, so he didn't know us. I was on the passenger side. We went down into a dike, and half the car was on the road, and the other half wasn't. Then he just popped back up on the road, and he just goes, whoops. <laughs> yeah, it's like those knees. You ever see like the like literally going on a like over a ramp like on the main road, and it's like you're, like this like your your girlfriend just goes, whoops, whoops, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd have to be more careful now with driving that car. But uh, it's funny his bench bring that up, like because I remember driving in the ditch that day, mm. and. Um, what I most remember is that you didn't comment on it, and I love that because then I didn't have to bring it up. Yeah. So we just we Forget just went it. along and walked around it, and now yeah. we were bringing it up all these years later. Yeah, I couldn't even make a joke about it. I was like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was at night, so it was pitch black dark, and yeah. I was just giving you a little bit of a yeah. taste of what's in the brambles. Neither was acknowledged it. Do you no, the other time you lost a tire up on Crogan one night, we had to change it. In the oh, hours. Yeah. remember that? That's mad. Yeah. yeah, we were up there a good while. It's fortunate. I pretended I knew how to change a tire and sort of learned along the way. <laughs> yeah. Changing back, that's gas, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I loved, um, shout out John Roach, Motor School. Shout out. <laughs> he, I, I got lessons from him and he was a great one for the sayings. He used to say, like, if you if you had the clutch, but not the accelerator, some, it was like giving someone a cup of tea with no tea and it was an empty, it was talking gesture. <laughs> and then he was, uh, I'm out at Tusker Rock here, Michael. And oh, yeah. Too yeah, far yeah. past the wait night. I'm in here picking blackberries, Michael. <laughs> 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 no hassle in the castle. You know, all the sayings. He's very good at the sayings. But one day, John, he gave me a little bit, a tap on the red leg. It wasn't going well in Courthout. And I don't know, he just, he had to, he had to do the driving for a little while. And he just, yeah, <laughs> yeah he had to do a bit of adjusting himself. So, yeah. You can't be at the old school. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I actually remember, it's a, it's a skill that you just take for granted. I remember after my first lesson with him, I said, yeah, John, maybe driving isn't for me. <laughs> <laughs> And it's fine now, you know. <laughs> you take it for granted now. It's gas now. The world swings around. Shane tried to teach Roshin how to drive out here. I oh, remember. And, uh, oh the, yeah, it was the very first time Roshin, like, Roshin got a, a new car for himself. 
like she saved up money for it, she bought it before she even had any lessons. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I just like, we can drive around the full house here. So I was like, right, sure, we go outside and you can just drive around the house. And like, Roisin, like, like she, she left off driving for so long because she's just so nervous about it. And uh, so we went off around, like just in first gear trying to chat along and then like go around the corner here and then who sat outside uh, sitting on the bloody windowsill there, phone out in the face there. <laughs> and what does Roisin do? Hands in the air, <laughs> let's the car go. Like, you know, I was just like, I had to like, I yanked up on the handbrake. It's like, right, I think it's time to pull it back, pull it back, back around the back again. Like, and uh, like Mark, like you can just see on his face the moment like I pulled the handbrake. It was like, <laughs> like shy's back inside. Like, what? Oh, they knew we fucked up. Like, uh, that was funny. <laughs> Here we take a wee article. I've yeah. actually got one. It's the front page from the Wicklow People, the West Wicklow edition, of course. That's where all the good stuff happens. A Blessington farming family has issued an appeal for information following the disappearance of 26 sheep from the Glenbride Mountain. The flock of Hoggett Yos have not been seen for over a month, despite an extensive search of the surrounding area by the Gagan family. So there you are. Front page news. Missing flock of sheep could have gone anywhere. What do you think about it, Mark? The little moon cool boy. That'll be some detail. Yeah, but it's some article, isn't it? He they, they've asked uh, Hillwalkers to keep an eye for the sheep, as they really could have gone anywhere. She said the disappearance of the flock has not been reported to the Gardaí, as no one is sure what has happened. The sheep could have wandered off. We don't know if anything malicious happened. Now, is that a case for the Gardaí? Um, Should the Gardaí be out in the fields looking for the sheep, or is that not the farmer's job? No, but I'd be a big believer in phoning the guards and getting them to write it in a book. And then it'll be in the book and be, you know, if someone else rings up and says, Ginny, I found 26 sheep here, mm. then they'll go to the book and they'll say, that's where they feckin' are. <laughs> that's the man. <laughs> <laughs> this what do you think? whole story reminds me of Ian Bailey. Wow. Ian Bailey we've been speaking about before in the podcast. <laughs> I, I was about to ask the camera, have you seen <laughs> Have you seen this documentary? But have you both views of You haven't seen it. No, I haven't seen it. I saw Jim Sheridan's Sky Atlantic. I haven't seen Netflix. You haven't you seen saw Netflix. Netflix. But how does Ian Bailey come across in Jim Sheridan's one? I've described this on a few occasions and people have looked at me like I've had seven heads, but I think that Ian Bailey is a man against the world. This is Ian Bailey fighting everyone else. He's been in the courts in England and now he just has to go to West Cork because they don't, they just don't get it. They just don't get what Ian gets. And then he goes off and he has his libraries and he has his poems and he has his inner cone and he, and he has this aura and no, not an aura. Oh, he has, Persona, let's go with that. Yes, Asperger's. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely something wrong with him. He, well, not wrong, but like he's not uh, functioning correctly. I don't think he's not there altogether. No. He, I think he did it. I think he did it. Because Can we say that? Yeah. I don't know. I think Ian Bates did it. <laughs> because, this is for Robbie to find out. Yeah. Like, How is this? <laughs> <laughs> because I think he was a failed writer. Right. He was a failed writer. And he obviously had this uh, delusions Ooh. of grandeur about himself. So he's like, this will be the big fucking thing. A woman gets murdered in a place where no one ever gets murdered. The back house of nowhere in Ireland. And it'll be this whole big mega scandal because her husband's famous and there's a scandal love affair going on there and he sent a hitman to her and he'll write this whole story and he'll trace it right in his backyard and he'll be the big fucking star of the show. And that's why he came, he came up with it. And he said he'd do it, he'd murder and he plotted this whole thing out. I've heard a lot of commentary on Sophie Toscano and I haven't come across that angle and that is brilliant. So that is an alleged, reputed, possible argument. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Disclaimer. Disclaimer, yeah. I don't know. But no, what I'm saying, uh, just that is a very um, potent argument. Yeah. I, I, I think uh, there's a lot in it. Uh, did you see the clip of him? in school on Christmas Day when they're on the beach or when they're swimming in the pier. No. Oh, it's worth having a look for that. He's wearing this big, massive black jacket and he's saying, oh, nothing, uh, no comment, no comment. It is the most uh, skin crawling piece of footage. It just seems so odd for someone to be commenting on a murder like that two days after it happened. It was just eerie. Eerie is right. Another thing that's eerie, Bill Cosby. Right, don't know much about the man. Got out of prison. Oh, right, this is the whole thing, and then Got versus yeah, Britney Spears' yeah. father, right? Got okay. out, of, out of nowhere. And you see the videos of him walking out of the prisons. Yeah. And he's Weird. doing all this shit. Yeah. Doing all his impressions, walking out, like taking oh, a full on piss, walking out of places. And he done an impression of one of his other characters, I don't know, a cartoon too, when he was walking out of a courthouse. Yeah. I've heard a conspiracy theory that he has some shit on someone. 
um I seen it, I watched the video online about why he actually got off with it. It was something about um he had he'd come up, someone like one of the victims came against him and obviously like brought to the court and everything like that and there's some way that it worked that like like because it was settled outside of court so like anything that he said in that court case couldn't be used against him and then when it came back to them all the rest of them coming after him again that when he got in that court case and then court cases they used evidence in that case to as uh against them in the new case mm-hmm. and then that when he appealed it that they found this that they used all evidence that they technically weren't allowed to use that's why he's after getting off with it but that's just one piece of evidence and all the others yeah. are proven true like mm-hmm. and he gets off well, sure, it just shows how rot like messed up like the ju- uh, justice system is like especially in america like it's it takes a lot of carefulness to get a case through i was really impressed by the the level of uh scrutiny taken by the Gardaí during the uh, the Anacrisia merger. If you saw how the level of care they went to making sure that the carriage of justice was accurately taken, they, the interviewing techniques were just, there was a piece at the time from the Irish Times of Colour Lally and you would be blown away by how they just didn't want any part to fall apart because it's so, um, it's so tender and uh, it's so fragile mm. when you're bringing a case against some. So, yeah. Speaking of murder, shout out Angela Lansbury. Yes. Angela Lansbury. She, she cracked it. Yeah. She cracked it. <laughs> Jessica Fletcher. Yeah. Don't you know with these shows how, you know, Murder She Wrote was an hour long yeah. and they were always able, yeah. Mm. And they were always able to guide the story to a point, you know, yeah. around the first quarter, maybe you'd get a glimpse of who did it. Yeah. But then you'd have another 20 minutes of bringing it to the point where you have to go back to that stage. Mm. It takes a lot, I'd say, to write a good murder mystery. Yeah. And how long, that was years, I went on as well. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. The theme music was good, wasn't it? Yeah. Would you have been a Columbo man? Uh, no, it was more murder Shiro, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I wasn't a Columbo man, no, yeah. yeah. There's something about him in the jacket, though. The jacket and the turn. Yeah. Uh, just, have you ever seen Parole? No. I tell you, that's a different era altogether. My mother went on a big binge of Parole lately, and uh, it's yeah, an, old, well, it's an older one again. And it's more, it's uh, he's got a twirly mustache, and it's yeah, it's it's a it's a different era altogether, different types. Yeah, we went to see Pulp Fiction last night with Flood. Yes, yeah. Me and Breed and Katie and James went up to see Pulp Fiction. Yeah, but right now, is that the one with Bruce Lee? Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis, sorry, right. They're a bit different now. They are. No, I was watching. I haven't seen Pulp Fiction, but I have seen um, Quinta Tarantino's Joe Rogan episode, which I would highly recommend. Yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't got around to it. I've seen like clips of it, but I haven't actually got around to it. Oh, it's brilliant. It's, it's very honest. He actually goes into Epstein and the film industry, and he says at the time that he wished he could have done more. And he kind of clarified his comments in saying that they thought he was like the boss chasing the secretary around the table. But there wasn't more than that, but there definitely was. Anyway. There was more than that. Um, but you were going to say something? Uh, I can't remember. Oh, it's just Harry Weinstein was involved in Pulp Fiction as well. It was on credit last well, night. Oh, wait. Sorry. I take it back, Epstein. It's, sure, it must oh, be Weinstein. Weinstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you don't know. I carlated that in my own head. I very sorry, folks. Yeah. Very sorry. Shady Robbie, you're going to have a good time with this one. <laughs> I don't know what you do there. Yeah, well, Epstein <laughs> and Weinstein, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, Bruce Lee, uh, Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee. <laughs> yeah. 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 They, they solve it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he gave an interesting example of what the culture was like in the film industry back then. And there was one other film producer type. Um, and he used to have uh, like there was a screen in area or something. And then there was his office and then there was a bed, uh, just a small bedroom at the back. So he then have some time alone with one of the actresses. So like that was how um, how embedded this culture was mm. of you know oh you 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 do what you have to do to get your place well here's our studio and there's a bedroom right there and never there's thought of our bedroom okay uh i would ask you as a question right so how how do you remember things oh did we, i didn't have the conversation with you did, yeah. I? did i how do you remember stuff i think i remember by words and association i don't think i remember by images yeah shane like is this how you think about things yeah or, yeah it's definitely visual is it? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, definitely all this like, like little things you gotta pick up, like little flashes in your head, like of like whatever like memory you have. Like it's definitely yeah, I wouldn't think in words at all. Like, but if you were trying to remember something you'd written down, would you remember the page? 
Um, yeah, so like kind of when I was like doing my leaving cert stuff and all that, like when I was studying, I'd have like little like kind of mind maps and I would have certain things in certain areas. And yeah. then when I go back to try to remember that, like I try to picture the sheet and how I wrote that down in the corner. Yeah. That was the one on the corner. That yeah, I like, can try remember that way. Like, hmm. And Mark, you're yeah. the same. I'm the same. Visual. Apparently mm. 2 to 10%. Oh. Which is very strange. Wow. Yeah. That's mad. I don't know how true that is. Yeah. Because I've asked like four people today and three of them have told me they remember visually. <laughs> so <laughs> they're all concentrated. Yeah. Peterson talks about it and he kind of says that it is extremely difficult to phrase. Like it's it's a very difficult thing to conceptualize whether you do it or not. It's like I suppose it's you just think you don't think about how you're thinking it. Yeah. It only occurred to me because I was trying to remember something and I went like that. I closed my eyes and sort of squinted together and then Breed asked me what I was doing. And she was like, I'm trying to remember. And she's like, that's not how you remember things. <laughs> then I had to explain to her how I was doing it and that's how I found out. That's mad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like it's kind of like that thing. Like I couldn't imagine like trying to remember stuff in words and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just like, yeah, same, same with you. Like you probably can't imagine like, like, like how did I see things are like that as the flashes come back like it's just like you're either one way or the other like you're probably not like mm. mixture of old yeah mm. a very vivid imagination as well overactive mm. so it's, it's, a, it's a curse <laughs> yeah but right <laughs> is imagination the same as thinking imagination the same as thinking uh it, yes in a way but i don't think i think it, thinking is a form of imagination you're thinking and thinking in the sense of the language that you hear when you. When um, it's more that um, Alan Watts says we need to get out of our heads and we need to stop overthinking. But like over imagining could be just like thinking of a creative, like colorful images. It could be about a milk churn. It doesn't have to be. <laughs> it doesn't have to be something that happened last week or you know that that mental. Um, what's that rumination where you're going over things that yeah it's you not always positive either yeah an overactive imagination can also lead you to only eat meat for three months okay i reckon that's a part of it really but yeah so what were you imagining in that process uh, no it wasn't the case of magic it's just the case of like oh well maybe this is like the solution to fucking everything it's not like yeah it, there does be an large attachment from reality a lot of times with a lot of these thoughts yeah okay but why is reality what is it? Yeah, right. every time we fucking come back to this yeah, yeah. nonsense. Let's know if you know. You found some good uh, articles. Uh, mm. Let's have a wee look. Um, I like the one about the Brazilian president. A lot going on in this now and in the psychic realm, I think. Yeah. Brazilian president Yair Bolsonaro leaves, <laughs> leaves hospital after suffering stabbing-related hiccups. Um, yeah, so... He he. It's related to an injury he suffered when he was stabbed in 2018. Um, so he plans to go back to the presidency soon. And a current, this has all come up there. What I think is interesting is it's come up at a time when there's going to be a congressional inquiry into his handling of COVID-19. So I would describe this pain and stabbing-related hiccups as perhaps a good word that that Ashton always says psychosymptomatic. Ooh, what's that? It's basically where you're thinking of something because but it's it's only like you could imagine that you have a pain in your stomach mm. but there's no pain in the stomach so where, where's the pain in the stomach and then you have to go back and see is it right mentally really mm. and a lot of that goes on in around the uh, ga teams now thinking a few lads will be uh having that around it yeah like, yeah i was struck by dublin um it just happened when the Mead rally was coming on, the two players went down with sudden injuries. It was very strange. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> I think I, that happened to me with psoriasis. Really? So I had psoriasis bad for a while. And then I was like thinking about it and like, how do I get rid of this? And I was trying on like the diets and stuff like that. And then mm. I just said, I don't care anymore. And then it went away. Yeah. Yeah. So did Cormac say that? Cormac Blue's all about yeah. his, uh, Crohn's. Uh, Crohn's. Mm. That just kind of goes away once you yeah, start thinking about it. Stress, wasn't it? It was stress, yeah. Mm. Stress for me. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'm actually reading a book. I'd recommend it. The Body Keeps the Score by Van Van Basel Van Bessel der Volk, I think is his name, but that could be wrong. But it's a very interesting book. It basically says that um, it's not 
that your body's holding on to stuff and trauma, trauma is everywhere. Yeah. It's everything. So it's not just a car crash. It's, it's how you're treated when you're zero to two. Mm. And it's very, very interesting. Very yeah. interesting. You're all broken and stupid. I read a quote that was good actually. It's like, uh, if you, very good finding out your trauma and what happened to you in your childhood, but if you don't do anything about it, then you're just as useless as you were before. Yeah. Yeah. So you find out what your trauma is, whatever happened, because nobody had yeah. a fucking perfect childhood. Nobody no. has had, gone through life without no. any trauma. So you find out what your specific one is, you find out what, how to deal with that, and then you do it. Mm. But then you, there's people then to find out the trauma, like, oh, this happened to me when I was a child, and this mm. is why I'm like this. It's like, yeah, well, fucking fix it. Mm. Uh, did you ever see that movie, Any The Discovery or something? It's from out of How Much Mother is it? Uh, Jason Seagal? Um, Jason Seagal or, or is, it, yeah, one of them Steve Seagal is, is that Seagal. the one in um, How Much Mother? Uh, no, I think Steve Seagal is the producer guy. Okay, well, it's one, mm-hmm. you might know How Much Mother. Um, it's called The Discovery or something on Netflix. Um, but like, I think like, so this machine discovered, or this, like, this scientist discovered um, what happens after you die. Like, your consciousness does go somewhere and then uh, like, uh, like mass suicide started happening. Everyone started like, killing themselves because like they knew someone else like, out there. But then mm-hmm. like, it turned out that what you were going back, like what, where it was going was bringing you back to like a place where you were like a real traumatic experience or like like whatever like well like was really struggling like consciousness or like your past traumas or whatever and you like you fix the situation and then like go on from there mm. like. so mm. yeah interesting what i find gas is you know this is clearly a man who's kind of exasperated at the whole mental health system like where it's just because he's in America, it's just built on big farm. It's built on drugs. Mm. And he has tried for years to try and get trauma categorized, you know, instead of getting labels of ADD, ODD, ADHD, and like, look, all these have their roles and whatever, but Asperger's and, you know, like lengthy list, there's no box that says, you know, there's something went on here that we can't figure out yet. It's something to do with trauma. And because, um, because like he has tried for years to try that, he's kind of finally since 2014 coming to a place where trauma can be recognized as within a healthcare setting, like as something that has weight. It's not pseudoscience, so to speak. Yeah. So it's very interesting. Mm. Yeah. So it was kind of pushed off beforehand, was it? Poor all this. Oh yeah, up to. Well, then when you think about it, PTSD, now we take it for granted. Yeah. It was only, the term was only invented in 1980. Shell-shocked. So they was to call them. Yeah. yeah. And then there was a thing at the time uh, after the war that they didn't want that to, they didn't want shell shock to be um, a term mm. because they didn't want it to be associated with the war because it was almost as if anyone with this shell shock wasn't uh, capable of war, was kind of going to, was going to abscond from the army or you know was using it as an excuse yeah so yeah. that that's been the journey of of uh, of change in viewing trauma but it's just to bring tie this up a little um th- what's really interesting is that yoga has just profound effects on it you know does it yeah it, that it's just able to lower the hyper arousal and anxiety and mm. bring you to a base level where you're able to get back in touch with your body. Mm. So yeah, that's another reason why you should read that book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that all came from the Brazilian president. <laughs> what do you make of it, Mark? He says that he hopes in 10 days he'll be eating barbecue ribs. Anything really. Ah, yeah. Don't well. Mm. Yeah. So hiccups. What do you make from being stabbed? Did he get stabbed in the throat? But this is back in 2018. 2018. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I don't envy him. Imagine Hiccups. Remember the Simpsons episode where he managed Hiccups? And he was like, kill me. Kill me. Yeah. Hiccups are awful. Yeah. They're worst. Yeah. He said himself that from time to time it affects his gut. Um, but we don't really have anything about the stabbing incident itself. So there you are now. Uh, interesting. Now, another article we have um, TikTok trend. Did you no, read this, Mark? Yeah, I read the headline. <laughs> yes. Mm. Uh, so this uh, one. That's all I needed. Yeah. So they're brushing <laughs> their teeth with something. What is it? It's like fucking drinking. TikTok trend of whitening teeth with Mr. Clean Magic Eraser is not safe, says dentists. Big news. Yeah. So there yeah. it is. This is uh, the Mr. Clean Magic Eraser. It's like... Um, 
pick one of those razors for school, I take it. And yeah, so doctors and dentists say that it isn't safe. Um, there are cleaning sponges that contain chem chemicals that are harmful if they're used on the skin. So uh, the TikTok or herself says, yes, I'm prepared for all the dentists that are going to come on here and, and be like, don't do it. She's crazy. I don't care. I go to the dentist and I don't tell them what I do. But they're like you with the healthiest, strongest, cleanest teeth. And I'm like, why, oh, thank you. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. Shut up. <laughs> Step number one, I don't use any fluoride at all. Of course, it's got well, uh, fluoride. She still has her pineal gland. <laughs> fluoride is killing your pineal gland, your third eye. That's why we're all... So one walk. Oh. Yeah, they reckon that's what they reckon on. I didn't know that. Yeah. On. on grips.ie. Grips. Yeah. What's grips.ie? Oh, I've seen it. It's oh. basically like uh, more um, formalized approach of Gemma Artie's. Is bullshit. it? Oh, yes, it's uh, like, Gemma. but like they have a really good presentation to make it seem like they're like a woke news channel, but it's really just a fucking lad in a suit with a green screen talking bollocks like it's yeah it's like all those yellow vest shit like you see them lads protesting over like anti-mask anti-vax yeah mm. yeah we don't want to wear masks either do you know yeah Fuck, jesus christ <laughs> we just do it yeah did you see your one rate her good dolores yeah. cattle with the oh she's the one to try to get into the voting yeah station, yeah I thought the guard there did extreme. Oh, yeah, he's, he became an internet sensation there on yeah. social media. Like, he's he's very, very funny. He takes balls to do that, doesn't he? To stand up to it. Yeah, to say it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like 90 minutes to, to go, to just grind her down and say, no, my mother is quite proud of me. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. I said, he only loved that. Like, that's why yeah. I have, like, most guards have that ignorance about him. Like, he only loves it. Like, <laughs> and they don't get paid enough. They don't get paid enough for that. But like she, like she's a lecturer in a professor, a professor in UCD. Like yeah, she's like, kind of been cut off from yeah. UCD and UCD and her part of ways. There's Jeff would step in room for blood. Yeah, four more years. Anyway, step three. This woman on TikTok, her technique is using the magic razor. She takes a little tiny piece of it. She wets it. She doesn't touch the gums. She says she's been doing it for two years. Um, that is so stupid. Like, does her water not know about this? <laughs> I don't know. Now. Yeah. Absolutely um, ridiculous. A medical expert, Dr. Reddy, says that uh, the chemicals are in it are harmful. And uh, yeah, acid has a negative effect on the enamel, <laughs> the enamel portion of the tooth. The, the enamel is the hard outer shell, and the way acid attacks enamel is by demineralizing it. So now it really comes back to fake news and stuff, doesn't it? What's the worst thing you've ever read that isn't food? Oh, good question. Mm. Me and Stampy used to eat dog biscuits. <laughs> oh wow! Because they look like dairy milk buttons. <laughs> We've seen them the whole time. No, I can't think of it. No shame. No, um, I don't think. I, I remember it was just some stupid bit of fucking flower or gra like grass or some stupid like that. Like mm -hmm. grass. Yeah. Dandelions. Yeah, yeah. Dandelions. <laughs> Dandelions. Yeah. That I say reference. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Seed was it? Yeah, yeah seed. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Uh, oh, like, yeah, like, just, I think, like, when you said, like, most discussed, like, discussing non food and you go around, remember that, uh, like, the, this is like cinnamon challenge. Mm. Like, you put the, oh, oh yeah, yeah, that I was did horrible. That. I hate cinnamon, and like, I think that scared me ever since. Really? Like, like, that's the first time I ever tasted cinnamon, and I would like, say you a cinnamon roll or anything like that. I never liked cinnamon. Violent. There's a picture of me licking a table in school in like, second or third year. Oh, right. I don't, I've done my fair share of weird shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Strong that. immune system. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Good I was making up my own vaccine. <laughs> yeah. Here, this is a great story to end it all here. Australia is to deport Britain's Katie Hopkins after a quarantine breach. Um, she arrived dressed in a wedding dress to a conservative. Oh, no, that was years ago. Um, she She's just in a wedding dress. I don't know why. But anyway, yes, yeah, so she's a deeply she's a she's going to be deported. Um, because she admitted breaching Australia's quarantine rules. What do you think, Mark? I, I don't know why they don't want her. Do you not? No, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, There's a video of her a while ago, wasn't there? She said she doesn't see why people are naming their children after locations or whatever. Oh, yes. Yeah. Her own daughter is called India. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and that was on like a small with Philip Schofield or something like they just couldn't believe it. was like, it's like yeah. well, that's not to do the place. I was like, what the fuck it is like? Yeah, I, someone was telling me that about there's a girl locally or well, not too locally but like she's named after a place she was conceived oh right okay yeah 
out in Australia. Oh. And then her parents came back, obviously, when I got pregnant and named her after the city she was conceived in. All right. Yeah. Little part. That's not part. <laughs> <laughs> would you be for that, though, Mark? What would I be for that? Please name it, yeah. Little Barog. <laughs> Barry. <laughs> Sorry, Barry. Barry. <laughs> Shout out Barry. Shout out Barry McNally. <laughs> yeah, so the home minister is arranging that she, because she wouldn't spend two weeks in a hotel and she revealed it, of course, on Instagram. Uh, so that's the crack there. Yeah, for sure. Wasn't that the same thing? Like, like her there, like, given out immigrants there all over in England, like, she fucks off to Australia. Same thing with, like, Gemma Dardy a few, like, last year or whatever. It's like, I don't feel safe here in my own country. I'm going to leave. Like, it's like, what do you think all the refugees are fucking doing? You're just getting a bit of abuse online. Like, yeah. These refugees are fleeing from wars. Like, but I, I, I have a right to leave because I'm white and I'm privileged. <laughs> like, Syria. Yeah. She no, she, no, she was probably fucking off to Spain or somewhere, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, some people my god yeah the nerve yeah. <laughs> you see the Gordy Garrison is on the lookout for stories related to UFOs no because Cathy Lee got a whatsapp today saying if she had heard any reports from people about seeing a UFO over Gordy last night ooh so she saw one no she received it so now she's on the hunt for uh, corresponding evidence Whereabouts? <laughs> she only got gory. She's really, she's looking for a needle in a haystack. Mm. Do you think there was one? To, because we just spotted how there was one in Westmead there lately. It's coming, isn't it? Yeah. Something's going. Like they're 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 very interested in whatever. Would it be great if like it turned out that it wasn't UFOs and it was actually a weird promotional gig for like a big Joe Dolan comeback tour, <laughs> yeah. even though he stayed or something. I don't know. So. <laughs> Foster and Allen. Back post COVID. <laughs> well, yeah. What other twist of a UFO could you think of, Mac? A twist of a UFO. Yeah. Like, I think if there's alien life here on Earth, that Ryan Hubbardy represents them. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's a prime candidate. If anyone mm. is an alien, it's Ryan Hubbardy. <laughs> Come on, give me your theories here, please. And Ryan, or why? Just, uh, just uh, his carry on, I suppose. Mm. The way he looks, his demeanor, he's just, he, I don't know, something's off about that guy. And <laughs> <laughs> go for it today. Yeah. <laughs> power of the chair. <laughs> the power of the microphone. Yeah. I haul all the keys now, right? <laughs> and Michael, what do you want for Christmas? A go kart. A go kart. You're like the man out of the Castle Island Donkey Derby there. Yeah, yeah. Everybody hard donkey. <laughs> Who do you think represents alien life here on Earth? Oh, Twink. Twink? Yeah. Good one, Shane. Pope. The Pope. Ooh. He represents God here on Earth. Nah. A God alien. God's representative here on Earth. Shout out, Pope. <laughs> Who's your favourite Pope? <laughs> <laughs> uh, who is my favourite Pope? I don't know if I really have. Brent. Brent. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good guy, isn't he? Good guy. Mm. That's the Australian fella, isn't it? Yeah, New Zealand actually. Pulpy, pulpy. <laughs> George Hook, bring George him back. Hook, that's alien life. <laughs> Did you know that George Hook is colorblind? How do we know that dogs are colorblind? Ooh, good question. I don't know. Yeah. That's an Instagram. Beyond our pay grade. Huh? Beyond our pay grade. Yeah. Mm. Get Shane McGuckin on and see what he has to say. Yeah, I'm this next week. Is he a bet? Yeah. Yeah. Shane McGuckin. <laughs> Episode 69. Marvellous. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Might as well go down to Castle and Field and I will get to the bottom of this like when he does the dog show there. Yeah. Oh, He's yeah. the judge there. So. Oh, I think yeah. so. Shane was the judge of the Is dog he? show in Castle and Field. Yeah. I thought Joe Duffy was. Joe Duffy done the baby show. Joe Duffy does everything. But yeah. <laughs> what does he do with the baby show? He, he judges the, the best He kisses, all, he kisses all the babies. Yeah. <laughs> he kisses all the babies. <laughs> Broke a bottle against one. <laughs> <laughs> That's gas. Yeah. Um, Mark... Have we any other thoughts? Let me think. Um, Closing thoughts. I you want to get off your chest, Michael. That's happened this week in the news. It's happened like this week. You'd like to clear up before we leave. Um, no, I just think that holidays are the time. Actually, I was thinking this. If you were, if someone, if Danny and Landon Corton were spending holidays in Artworks with this summer, what would you say local tips? You know, uh, Check out local videos. Yeah, that's Facebook. a good idea. Yeah. Uh, what would I recommend? I think you'd have to be prepared, you know, bring your, oh, I don't know. What is it about it? 
day on the beach that you have need to know. Parking is the big thing with James. Yeah. It always comes he back to car. Off the fucking road. We went to the, to the beach with James on Saturday and he was right. not. Oh, he's in full swing. All the loves, yeah. yeah. He's an experience. It should be on Roadly Planet or something. James Flood yeah. driving Plans. tour or something. Because yeah. he just yeah. gives out and out. Yeah. Well, it, uh, like, it was crazy the amount of people down there. Yeah. Parking yeah. on both sides of the road is everything like Shame. We should have a video for Patreon. Yeah. Have we discussed maybe we have the jet skiers? They're big news. They fucking Batman was on. Yes, there was a lot of big speedboat like fucking going through, like mm. bowing it down in Castle, like going all the way down. Like it looks like he probably like came from like Corton area and was like flying by it. Like and he was so close, it was just so loud. Like mm. so, you're in the airflow that I like, all that too. And it's like big boats about my cure. Yeah, it's like yeah, that there goes small cock or something. <laughs> Yeah. They seem to get married on the beach too when we were there soon. Oh, yeah. So, it was all good. Yeah. Yeah. And so Shane, thanks for being part of Paper Chooses. Oh, it's been great being on this side of the camera. I can actually voice my uh complaints without keeping them for after. Yeah, well you haven't got too many now in Verus yet. <laughs> um yeah, it's uh, it's been a pleasure. And I suppose we might uh, end with you reading a, a lean done maybe. What page would you like your brother to read? One four two. Okay. That is a picture page. There's uh, some Owler. Dread and Black of Owler to Valid. I'm pictured here playing against St. Martin's in the county final. The club means everything to me. You can see a few fine helmets there. Yeah. No face guards. No face guards. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to discuss. We'll close with this, if you don't mind, my dear listener, as yeah, we don't have a flash flood. Hang on there. So I had a bit of a legal GA activity there last week. Oh, and oh yeah, yeah. How did we fucking miss it? Yeah, so I, I played for uh, another club in another county because they needed to field a team. Yeah. And it's not the first time I've tried to help a team. Well, it was my own club previously, a few days earlier, five days earlier, I played for my own club. And um, we had a goal man who was the selector and he didn't have a helmet for the first 15 minutes and the opposing team wouldn't give him a helmet <laughs> shout out to the opposing team <laughs> and uh we still won so there so fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> just but, like he's don't work around here yeah but it was great because uh up there in dublin things things are loose and i was i was looser <laughs> so i let it all hang out yeah and what happened uh oh yes i scored no goal so you know my big thing on mistakes that they always reveal something. I think that me scoring no goal was a sign that I was nervous because I wasn't meant to be there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you knew you were in the wrong. How did it happen though? Like what? An old goal? Yeah. Oh, I got into it then, Chip. Yeah. So the ball was coming across the went by the goalie and I went to catch it and those three fingers touched the sitter and then I went, oh no, as mm. the ball went and dribbled mm. into so the fast. <laughs> <laughs> If there's one way to keep a low profile, it's scoring an own goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd say the Dublin crowd on the sideline where... Yeah, was there not anyone else in the in, no, in the biggest yeah, county in the country? Yeah, country? yeah. <laughs> yeah they probably thought they're getting this lad from Wester from Gore of all days. Connor Maxwell, oh yeah. my God, it'd be great. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> hello there.